0: Welcome, everybody, to the Gimmick Infringement Podcast. I am Brad Winchester, and with me is my tag team partner, Tyler McDowell-Blanken. Tyler, today we are talking about WWE Day 1. What are your thoughts on on this pay-per-view in general, and then we'll get into
1: our predictions. We are, Brad. Yeah, great to be with you. I am uh, maybe unrealistically excited about this show. I I know I said the same thing for Survivor Series, (laughs) which uh, backfired on on me and, and on us in a major way but man i'm looking forward to it uh this is a new concept for yeah. wwe i really dig the idea the the name of the show the poster with roman on it uh this is taking place from the state farm arena in atlanta so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic which i know i often say about the company but i think we're gonna have some bangers on this card and um, yeah man i'm stoked to get your predictions what are your thoughts heading into it
0: yeah, I didn't know what to think. Every time we have a new pay-per-view from WWE, a new concept, I, I think there's the potential for really, really great things for the future. And there's also the potential of slowly killing something off, like with uh, One Night Stand uh, becoming Extreme Rules and then Extreme Rules not being so extreme anymore. So who knows? I don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the concept looks like. And hopefully we get some really good matches on the card.
1: I agree. You mentioning extreme rules made me think of the fact that we never got an explanation for why the turnbuckle popped on Demon Finn Balor. I still, I still <laughs> doesn't have, make any uh, sense. I'm still scarred by that show.
0: <laughs> I don't just just tell us what happened. God, God did it. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. A, That's Miro's. I was today. gonna say God. God's a free
1: agent. AEW, WWE. Uh, God can appear anywhere. He is, but he's already in a program with Miro, so I doubt on WWE. This, well said, as always, my friend. Uh, yeah, man, let's uh, go ahead and get kicked off with this. So, it appears there are eight matches on the card, uh, given WWE is in a really interesting situation right now. I guess really the world, uh, especially all of sports is, with right. uh, COVID and um, entertainers and performers testing positive, uh, this this card could look very different uh, by the time Saturday night hits, but we are gonna go off the premise that uh, the current card is what's going to stand. And again, hopefully the performers, people in attendance, all of you listening, are are safe and and healthy out there. That being said, Brad, first match. This makes me very happy. Cesaro and Ricochet are facing Ridge Holland and Sheamus. Who you got?
0: I'm gonna go Cesaro and Ricochet. And then everything else about it feels pointless. Uh, and and I, I know we have love for these guys, too. Uh, I, oh man, Ricochet is incredible. Cesaro has been underutilized, in my opinion, for his entire run at WWE. But uh, I think that this match will be a lot of fun. It doesn't matter, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, you're, you're absolutely right. I am going to go on <clears throat> the other side. Uh, This hurts my heart to pick against Ricochet and Cesaro, because both of us have a ton of love for that dude. But I think the heels are going to take it. I'm going to go Sheamus and and Ridge for this one.
0: They're probably planning on building Ridge a little bit here, so
1: um, I I can see that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Brad, this is my pick for the match of the night, the fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. Biggie defending his title against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. First... This match is gonna hump, isn't it? And yes, secondly, yes. who is walking out with the title?
0: Such a hard question to answer. I don't. I I legitimately don't know if it's anybody that's not Big E. I think, I think it's got to be KO right now. KO is super hot. He hasn't had the belt in a long time. I I think it's KO's time. Even though I love everybody in here and any one of them could win, I think it's Kevin Owens.
1: We agree. I I've, I was really struggling with this before the pod, thinking, man, I would love to see Big E retain, but we know these multi-man matches uh, are, are a great place to switch the title because Big E doesn't have to be pinned. I agree with you. I, I, I'm i worried we're being swerved, and it's not going to be KO. Maybe it'll be Seth. It feels like it's been a while since we've had Seth on top ho- holding a title, uh, but I'm going to go... I'm gonna go KO as well. I think it is his time to uh effectively run Monday Night Raw. He's been killing it, man. We know he re upped with WWE. Yeah. It seems like it's his moment, right?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So but hopefully that's what we get to see if Big E has to drop the belt. But I wouldn't be mad or surprised if it was Rollins or Lashley. Love them both.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pros pros. We have a tag team match for the SmackDown titles. The Usos are taking on the New Day. The Usos are, in fact, defending their belts against the New Day, Kofi and King Woods. Are we going to see new champs here, Brad?
0: Um, probably, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think it's time. I don't think Roman will be involved in any way. So I, th- I think this is probably the time for them to, to switch it up. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know this. I feel like they've been feuding for for a year. Just just do it faster. Right. Uh, I just I'm over it, man. Um, I know we I, I have been critical of FTR and uh, the Lucha Bros feuding for so long in different capacities and having so many matches together. I, I think this one's been going on longer than that. And that one has been going on too long. So I'm ready to see them move on. So hopefully this is the end of a feud. And hopefully that means the New Day takes the belts.
1: Yeah, you make excellent points. I'm going to go with the Usos, though. I, I really, t- to your credit about this being a, a long-running feud, I would love, much like Roman, to see the Usos drop to drop the belts to a younger tag team and really make someone. Mm. My only issue is I don't know who that young, scra- scrappy, right. uh, ideally babyface <laughs> tag team is. Um, I want to think of yeah. Los Lotharios, but... We know they're, they're not exactly baby faces at the moment. So maybe the belts no. go on to New Day, like you said, Brad. And then Los Lotharios end up getting it. But in the meantime, I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy and Jay.
0: Yeah, they have other babyface tag teams, but they're all in Raw. So I don't I don't know who SmackDown has. Yeah. And then they have to manufacture a tag team, which is sort of what we're getting with Cesaro
1: Ricochet and Ridge Holland Sheamus. So right. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yes, we will. We have it- Edge versus The Miz. <clears throat> Brad, what do you make of this build? And Edge has to win, right? Unless we're getting a, a mania tag team match from this intergender tag team match.
0: Edge yeah, Edge needs to win. I don't want to see any of this. Like this this build's been fine. I think Edge has done incredible work this year. The Miz is always really good. I, I don't think the Miz gets nearly the credit he deserves for his in-ring work and his character work, just being consistent and always entertaining, even if it's kind of stupid it's it's always very entertaining. he always commits to the gimmick and it, it's a lot of fun I I'm I'm whatever on this match uh, I, I think they'll put on a great match. That's the thing this match might end up being sneaky and surprise all of us about how good it is because they're both incredible workers. so um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the match itself but I don't care about the build but we're rolling with
1: the rated R superstar I, <laughs> sure <laughs> I'll take it. Do we get a Beth Phoenix appearance here?
0: I hope so. I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, I think to your point that that makes a lot of sense because she stepped away from the NXT commentary booth to be with her family more. I call bullshit. She's coming back. She's going to do some work. I feel like she's getting ready for the the women's rumble. If nothing else, she'll get a massive pop. If she shows up in the rumble. Um, I also think they need her (laughs) given all the talent they've released and, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I hope we get a, uh, glamazon appearance and glam slam, maybe on the Miz. I, I would love to see that.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Distraction finish. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It, as long as it's fun, I don't really care. So I think these guys, again, I think these guys are going to put on a good match. I think it's going to be fun. I just, I don't really care about it. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. They, they make it hard for us sometimes but like you said two uh ultra pros here i'm really leaning toward the heels on this card brad i'm gonna go with the Miz actually i, I think we get a, a Miz win by nefarious means and, and i do believe the ultimate uh, I, I think edge gets the i guess his comeuppance if you will uh in that intergender tag match he teams with his wife beth and then we get um Miz and Maurice taking the L. I just don't know if that's going to happen at WrestleMania or if maybe that's a, a Rumble match. It, it feels like it's it's big enough to be Mania. So I'm going to say Miz gets the win here by um, some some classic heel, heel Miz tactics.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a story there. And maybe, I don't know if they I, I'm afraid that this turns into, like what you said, I think it's great. Uh, that intergender match would rule. I'd be a little bit afraid that, it it gives somebody, an older somebody, some ideas about, hey, what other married couples do we have on the roster that we can turn into a three or four-way intergender tag match? And now we have Seth and Becky, and we have – I just it, – it worries me a little bit that this will become a thing if that happens, um, but I would love to see a one-off. I think that would yeah. rule.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I am very intrigued by this one. Becky Lynch is defending her Raw Women's Championship against Liv Morgan. Do we see a title change here? Is it Liv's time? I don't know. I, I, I want to say yeah, but I don't know.
0: Uh, I really don't. It, I think it's Becky's on a really great run right now. I'm not a big fan of big-time backs, but um, I don't know who else they have right now to— to um, op- oppose anybody that's not already doing other things. That's a baby face and a good babyface, a reliable babyface. Uh, they have a lot of good heels. And then a lot of people that are either out, aren't doing anything, are in tag teams for no reason. Well, there's a reason. They don't have any women's tag teams because they released all of them um, or broke them up in some capacity. I just, I'm going to go with Liv because I want to see Liv get the strap. I think that'll be a big moment. And I think Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, somebody, Bianca, uh, retakes it at Mania or the Rumble. Um, then And that'll be that. But I, I'm hoping to see Liv win here.
1: Agreed. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page for this one. I'm going to go ahead and, and be bold and, and predict that Liv gets the W. I'm just worried if if Liv doesn't win, what was all of this build for? Do we right. If she were to lose to Becky, even if it's clean as a sheet, do we still view do we view live as being on a, a an upper pedestal now or was it all for naught? because they've really been building this becky and live storyline for weeks and, and weeks on end i think you got to give live her moment here like you brad i'm a little worried that this kind of gives me some shades of nikki ash's victory at, at money in the bank and then ultimately um getting the the raw women's championship winning the raw women's championship right. in that it, it just seemed like it Nikki was a, a completely transitional champion. And I worry that if, if Liv wins, she's also gonna be a transitional champion okay. to give it to Bianca, who we love. So I'd love to see Bianca back on top, but maybe, you know, the belt ends up going to Bianca or someone of kind of a higher name value at this point to be on the marquee at, say, WrestleMania. But man, I'm so hopeful that Liv will win this. I think she's been busting her ass since since being called to yeah. the the main roster, if if we still use that terminology, uh, I, I'm really pulling for her. And I, I think she gets it done. I think this may even open the show.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I So the the Ricochet Cesaro, that, that tag match is on the pre-show, correct? correct? Okay. I was going to say I didn't see it on the main yeah. card. I think you're right. I think that could open the show. I, I think we know what will close the show. But we'll, we'll get to that in a second, I suppose. We will.
1: And, and I'm worried, though, if it opens the show. I mean, it's going to rule wherever it's at. But if it opens the show, uh, it's the only scheduled women's match on the card right now. And yes. I don't know that they... Yeah, I noticed I that. didn't do my full research on this, which maybe I should have. But I wonder if how many of their shows, if there's been one women's match, how often do they start the card with that women's match? And then it's just dudes for the next two and a half hours. I feel like they usually put the women's match as maybe like a co-main event.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, the, was it the last pay per view that that Becky and Charlotte opened? That's right, though? Survivor they were Series. They was the first match. Yeah. yeah, but there was another match in there. Becky had a match, right. or not Becky? Um, I don't even remember who had the title.
1: Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna research this. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our listeners like, I listeners know that we are not. Oh wait, like
0: no, it was yeah. it was Survivor, it was Survivor series. series. I'm looking it up so so nobody else would have had those two had the title correct that's, that's why I'm confused I'm like wait a second wait a second they were both champs so yeah I don't I don't was there any other w- were there any other women's matches on the card The like the women's tag yeah I don't remember no
1: I don't believe so, so. wow I, I stand corrected so, maybe this is a new trend for WWE the women kick it off
0: it's because they don't have any they have they have a, a huge amount of great talent and then they Tony Storm themselves to death If people aren't being released for budget cuts, they're just asking for their release because they want out of there. Because how do you go from holding an NXT Women's Championship, UK Championship, come up, work in Japan, work in all these promotions, crush it everywhere, and then you're doing a program where you're getting pied in the face? The hell out of here. You
1: know, I think we should stay on this topic for a moment. I know this is a quicker episode of Gimmick Infringement, but... uh, what? This is silly, because I'm asking you this, but you're already answering it. What What are your overall thoughts on, on Tony's release? Uh, according to sources, uh, primarily FIFO, which which is our go to, uh, Tony apparently asked for her release. But Brad, I think what you're saying speaks to how do you how do you not have better storylines for one of the best workers in the world in Tony Storm? Pies to the face. Uh, 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 um rock child of the 80s even though she wasn't even born in the 80s is that the? <laughs> is it a case if they are who we thought they were brad is this, is this just it's classic uh perils of of being a wwe fan we don't get to see the people we we like in more prominent uh sensical positions
0: i think that's got to be what it is right like there's i have no explanations for this other than there are people that leave wwe that that love working for the WWE. I I think Gargano had a really hard time leaving. Um, We saw him crying. Kyle O'Reilly did not look like he was struggling leaving and he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, We heard Brian Danielson talk about how great it was to work for the company and they wish they knew Vince the way that, that he knew Vince. And, and I think that's that whole relationship. We're looking at it from the outside in. We don't really know what the talent is thinking. We don't really know what Vince is like behind closed doors. We just have these anecdotes and we try to create a picture based on those things. And my guess is that Vince probably cares deeply about his talent, about the people, but is ultimately that line is it's just business. And if you have a talent that's not being utilized, that has really strong opinions about how they're being utilized and is probably going to end up being a locker room problem. If you don't let them go, it's better for business to simply let them go. But the fact that people are saying, finally, I'm free or uh, I'm relieved to be released or I'm asking for my release. We saw it with with Bray Wyatt. How do you screw up Bray Wyatt? It's a no brainer. It's easy money. It's (laughs) I, I don't I don't understand and will never understand how that happened. And I say that now, knowing full well that come Rumble time, he's probably going to show up in the Rumble and sign back.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say Which will make me eat all these words. We're, we're going to but... end up revisiting this conversation yeah. in a in a month. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's time for us to move on. But like you said, Brad, it's um, yeah. it's being a WWE fan is so complicated. That there, there, there's there's so much right. good, and, and um, like I was thinking about the, the work <clears throat> with charities and just how talented the performers are. Point blank period. But then you get reports that uh, they're not going to test anymore for COVID. Even yeah, though there's an right. outbreak right now, which is putting yeah. this card in jeopardy. It's, it's it just, it's complicated, like we said.
0: A couple of weeks back, Tyler cut a promo on the Lakers propaganda network that was running wild on his timeline. Now, almost instantly, Jabari Davis of 19 Media Group, of the NBA Baseline Podcast, of the Jab Step Podcast, responded, we got a response so fast that we can't pass up the opportunity to make sure the listeners get a chance to hear it. This is in place of a promo of the week, but man, what a promo.
2: All right. So my name was ringing out in the streets and I'm going to call this return promo, this response promo. You come at the King, you best not miss. I heard you, Brad. I heard the Kiki Keys. I heard the snot bubbles that came as a result of Tyler's epic, epic, I'm just going to call it a little soliloquy. It was cute. It was nice. I understand. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's because I know about winning. It's because I understand what it feels like to be on top. It's because I'm well, well aware and very familiar of the feeling of dominance. I understand why you're feeling good right now. I understand why you want, why you you would you would imagine this is the appropriate time to fix your lips to come to king. I get it. I understand. I respected him. I like that type of energy. You see me on Twitter at Jabari Davis NBA. At 19MG. At my my guy, at Shaw Sports, NBA. My guy, Game Face Lee. My guy, Alan Ramich, 03. Shout out to Tanisha. You know the crew. So you've seen it. I understand. It's all over your timeline. Out there shooting heat rocks at my guy, Ricky. And the Late Night Late Show crew. And heat rocks at my guy, Alan. Formerly of the Lakers side chats, now of the NBA chats. I like it. But let me tell you something right now, Tyler. Here's, here's the tactical error here. And you know what? I don't even think Because you wouldn't know any better. So let me put you up on some game right quick, my brother. Here's the tactical error here. Because y'all still haven't done shit. And, that, and that's no disrespect because, look. If we were to change, you know, if the offer were to trade places right now in terms of, like, actual dominance, of course I would take that. But all I'm saying is this. A wise man once told me, don't spike the football before you reach the end zone." And the only reason I say that is this. While I'm not the petty type, while I'm not the one that will respond in kind after, with, after the season with this year, no matter how it goes or the reason for it, you know your, your team not winning, I can guarantee you there are some other folks. I'll, they, they can remain nameless, but there's some other folks that will respond and will be coming for you. So here's the thing, brothers. Both of y'all, I, I consider both of y'all good friends and brothers. Brad, again, I heard your little kikis, and I understand. I understand the hurt in your heart right now, too, as a Pistons fan. I know that hurt me. Actually, well I don't know that hurt but you know <laughs> but my man Tyler, enjoy the season enjoy the, the success enjoy what I think is going to be a continued run of honestly dominant basketball but before you fix your lips to come to camp you're going to have to come and take that crap y'all not there yet y'all are dope all are elite but you gotta get there before you get here
1: thank you for playing so rounding out the card we have (laughs) we have a a guaranteed banger let me know if you agree here brad drew mcintyre (laughs) versus madcap moss you and i want two claymores and this match to be no longer than 90 seconds
0: I I was gonna ask you what do you what do you think the over under on this is two I'm taking the under on two minutes. I'm taking the under as well
1: over over under one okay. Claymore
0: oh uh over
1: okay. perfect I I I think so yeah this is Drew
0: mm, but I don't know that it happens just to bad Cat Mouse.
1: yes I think Baron gets one too I I think so
0: I I don't think there's or a, or a future shock. Yes. Guaranteed. One of the Give one us of the those. future shock
1: yeah. DDT. I don't think there's any way Madcap Mad Moss wins this. So it doesn't feel right to... No,
0: he doesn't leave alive. Yeah. No. And, and
1: again, maybe this leads to Drew versus uh, Corbin at Royal Rumble. But I I am not very interested in that.
0: Madcap Moss needs to eat the pin. Drew needs to murder the man. I don't want more of this. I don't want to see Drew versus Baron Corbin. Not this version of Baron Corbin. No. Baron being an, a badass, I give me that. Like, let him just be a monster instead of this goofy King Corbin stuff. And now, this dumb, I'm rich, Corbin, right. happy Corbin is so and stupid. You and I
1: have even spoken on, on a previous episode of GI about uh, how Drew's character might be becoming stale as well.
0: Yeah, make it let him be a heel, too. Yeah, absolutely. Monster. Like, I liked when he was. When he was killing guys, I was like, they're turning him right now, and and this is it, this is it for Drew. Yep. He's going, he's going evil, Drew here. I think he would be
1: great as a heel again. Yeah, we don't want to see him uh, being the next babyface contender on SmackDown. But alas, two more matches. RK Bro are defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits. Who you got?
0: I have the Street Profits. It's time. I know they've had it before. I want them to have it again. I love Montez Ford so much. Um, Randy, Randy and Riddle. I love them together though. That's the problem. It's like I've really liked this. I feel like it's rejuvenated Orton as a performer. Like he seems like not. He had that run during the pandemic, during the uh, Thunderdome era. That is the best run of his entire career. They waited way too long to give him the belt but he had the best run of his career. He was an incredible must-see television, all of it. The Legend Killer came back, and he was legit killing legends. So good. And then he just sort of they couldn't figure it out. They had him feud with The Fiend. He lit a guy on fire and then had a match with The Fiend who came out of a box-like structure, which was absolutely just a a, a box. Michael Cole, you still dipshit. I scars from that one, too. Still upset. Um, box-like structure. So I, I think uh, I want to see them stay together. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that that feud is going to happen here with, with Riddle and, and Orton. But um, I, I don't want to see it happen. I like RK, bro. They don't always have to tag together. They don't always have to feud and break up. Just let them do single stuff and then once in a while tag together. It's not that complicated. But I don't think they'll do that. That's WWE. Who do you yeah, got?
1: I, I love your prediction on this one. I'm going to go Street Profits as well. You, you sold me a ticket. I, I wasn't uh, super sure here, but I really believe we have to get an Orton versus Riddle match at WrestleMania. I mean, this has been one of the best built potential feuds uh, in a long time for the company. It, it makes sense to me that maybe at, at the Rumble, one of them eliminates each other, and then we get that slow build to them ultimately uh, taking each other on at the what is it the most stupendous event two-night event of, of the year that's the tagline why not let's go let's go profits here uh like you i love montez i love angelo i hope they do something a little bit different with this run whether that's um i don't know a heel i mean they're so beloved saying it heel turn feels wrong but i just i feel like they got a little bit stale uh during their previous mm-hmm. tag run on smackdown but let's right. let's go profits that leads us Agreed. awesome. That leads us to what is likely the main event. Here we go, Brad, for the Universal Championship once again, Roman Reigns defending his title against Brock Lesnar. What is your prediction? How does the finish happen? Who does Paul Heyman side with? G- give it all to us. Close us out here. I don't know. <laughs> We're doing big ratings on uh, GI. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> this is how we bring in the audience. Really, uh, really coming in with a hot take. Yes. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I have, to, I have to talk myself through this. I I didn't need this match again. I saw it already a hundred times, actually. Uh, and now, we're, now we're doing it again. Cool. the The match here isn't between these two. It's between Paul and everybody else. That's the story here. Not can Roman beat Brock? He has. Not can Brock beat Roman? He has. I, I get it, and these two do really good work together. Brock Lesnar is maybe the most underrated worker in WWE. We know he's a monster. We know he's a killer. But like, I don't know if he gets enough love for his selling. It's and amazing. like that dude does not need to sell for anybody like if you were gonna shoot fight Brock Lesnar he would kill everybody on that roster everybody I think Riddle could hang for a couple of minutes before being eaten and and that's it
1: exception Goldberg when he's there right Goldberg is ultimately defeating everyone well yeah yeah (laughs) but he's not he's not on the main active roster so he, he doesn't count in this conversation no
0: it's the power of the traps yes yeah, um we love WCW Goldberg
1: just not not 2021. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know who Paul signs sides with. I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume he sides with Roman. Mm, on this. So we get a Swerzky. I I think so and then I think Roman wins. I I I don't want Roman to lose to Brock here. It's it's not necessarily what I think is going to happen. It needs to happen. Roman needs to retain. Brock needs to not get the strap. He's not full-time. I, he doesn't need it. Roman doesn't need it either, but I'd rather it be on Roman. Is it
1: possible Roman wins, but Paul isn't on his side? Does Paul maybe just disappear for a little bit if Brock isn't going to be here week in and week out? Or do we need do, do we need Paul to side with Roman to ensure that uh, the head of the table retains?
0: Maybe we get a total swerve. Maybe instead of siding with Roman, Paul signs with Jay. Hmm maybe maybe uh maybe jay comes out turns on roman the bloodline starts a feud they in an attempt to turn roman babyface cuz he's already pretty over um we saw the reaction in chicago i don't know if you got to yeah. see that but man the fans love them some roman reigns some tribal travel chief in okay, chicago yeah. i mean he's <laughs> incredible right he's now awesome. and i know he's a heel he's working heel but that dude is not a heel he's a babyface he's just a badass he's he's stone yeah. cold. like he's and we've got to see that transition of like everybody's booing everybody's booing and now people are like yeah I'm not really going to boo I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge him when he tells me to and I'm going to buy the t-shirt yeah,
1: absolutely i i've one final question for you here any chance of the rock appearing in atlanta at the end of the show it's a good question is it still a pipe dream
0: i yeah i'm going to say there is a zero percent chance of the Rock showing up. We are we are more likely to get some other person to show up. I can't even think of anybody. Br- right Bray now. Wyatt, Batista is more likely. Bray Wyatt <laughs> is more likely. There's there's so many. Braun Strowman is yeah, more likely. There's heavy. so many people that are more likely. I think than okay. the Rock to show up. He's too busy telling Vin Diesel to
1: stop talking right now. So I don't think he should. Fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm going to try to be concise here. I. Completely agree. I I really want and believe that Roman is going to retain. I just don't think Brock is is the dude right now, not only to to not hold the title uh, because he's presumably working that part time schedule, but also as we've spoken about before on GI, whoever beats Roman, I I really want it to be a young talent who is going to be made by finally beating the head of the table. Brock is already made for all the reasons you listed, Brad. Head of the table wins. I'm gonna agree with you. I think this is a swerve, and Paul uh, rejoins Roman because I just really love that pairing, and uh, I think Roman re- remains our, our tribal chief by the end of the night. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I can't really add anything to that. I think it's great. Awesome.
1: Well, those are our day one predictions. We hope you all enjoy the show. As a reminder, you can follow uh, Gimmick Infringement on Twitter at gi_pod nineteen. You can also follow Brad at Wind Duster, and you can follow me at Tyler J. McDowell. Please be sure to support and show some love to the good people at 19 Media Group. They can be found at 19M Group. Gimmick Infringement is a part of 19 Media Group. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find podcasts. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share.